It's Sunday morning. In for Maggie John, I'm Arlene Bunn, and this is Toronto This Weekend. And I know we were, we were just talking about uh, drinking and the joys of it, and we're going to follow through on that and tie it in with other stories, of the business, economic future. We are joined. Troy Birch is Senior Manager of Sales and Business Development for Great Lakes Brewery. Troy, nice to meet you. Good morning. Good morning, Arlene. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I want to ask you, you know, let's let's focus on the business aspect of this uh, to begin with. The craft brewery industry, and you were part of the whole beginning of it. Wow, did you ever see it getting to this point? Spent a big time in Atlanta, Canada this summer. It's just busting out all over. It's totally changed the way we drink beer. Yeah, um, yeah, I've been in beer for for a long, long time, back to 2006. Um, and I did spend some time uh, out in Halifax as well, in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. when, you know, they had three breweries. And, and you look at it now, and they, they have uh, many, many, um, covering all small towns and, and communities. Here in Canada, we have over 1,100 brick-and-mortar um, brewing companies from coast to coast to coast. And when I got into beer uh, here in Ontario, there was something around 35, 40. It, it just, it's astonishing, the growth. Um I think all of us in the industry knew that it was coming, um, knew that this uh, this industry was going to explode um, over the years. It's just it, craft beer tugs at the heartstrings and it's emotional. Um, uh, it's not like drinking your, your big beers. And um, these people that own craft breweries, they live in your community. They, they support neighborhood associations or community groups or uh, charitable organizations. So, um, we really get in there and become a fabric, uh, the fabric of communities. And um, as much as it's gone up and we're looking at a scary uh, future over the next couple of years though, too. Well, many businesses are, let's uh, deal with the uniqueness before we get into the fear factor, which is facing so many people. It, it, It reminds me of the wine industry, the flavors, the tone, all of it. And it kind of emulated it. When people pick a wine as part of who they are, do they want fruity? Do they want dry? All those things. And it has a real connotation to it. And and craft brewery has changed the way we drink beer. It's not just about a brewski. It's not just about the alcohol. And let's tie in Atlantic Canada. I'll tie in the oyster aspect. You know, you know, oysters take on the flavor of the water, and they take on the region they're in. And and craft breweries have done the same things and been madly successful of it. I guess beer can't go back. It's in that new elevation, isn't it? Well, I think uh, a lot of, I'll speak on Ontario, on the Ontario side of things, we took a lot of, uh, we learned a lot of lessons from the wine industry. Um, We talked about um, how to pair food with beer. Um, And with due respect to wine, it can't touch beer in terms of the vast um, uh, flavor profiles that we offer. Um, There's so many different styles of beer uh, being produced here in Ontario. And how do you do with, that? I'm I'm just interested in how you do that. Is that because you can add more things? And well, yeah. So beers grape? beers made with four main ingredients. That's malted barley. It's made with yeast, water, and hops. Hops are the preservative aspect of beer that give beer life stability or shelf stability, but it also gives the beer bitterness, flavor, dryness, and aroma. 
uh, malted barley. You can't make beer without malted barley. Um, and then obviously the yeast is the the magic. The, the God is good, as the Belgians used to call it. Um, the the magical being that would the bacteria that would uh, make make the the alcohol. Um, but what brewers do, you can take different parts of malted barley. You can, uh, if you want a dark beer, say a stout or a porter, you would use a percentage of dark malts, so chocolate malts, uh, that give it that nice, rich, roasty, toasted flavor um, with some chocolate notes or coffee notes. Um, if you want to do uh, a nice German Pilsner, you make the basic style and then you're, you're adding um, some unique hops uh, to, to the liquid. So... Um, Brewers can perfect age-old styles, but we can create new ones all the time, and that's something that uh, you know no other real uh, alcoholic industry uh, can can really state. Um, we like to be traditional. We like to do our the, the lagers, pale ales, um, India pale ales. But then you'll see a lot of these new breweries and and Great Lakes too. Uh, innovation is a key thing and. Um, uh, coming it with a, a milkshake IPA, which is uh, an IPA brewed with lactose, and it gives the body a nice creamy texture. Um, it, it's very uh, sweet on the palate. Um, and then you mix in some different fruit flavors to that. You might throw in some strawberry uh, or blueberry, and you come up with this totally wonderful concoction that people. Is it uh, beer, though? Is, is for sure beer? yeah it's, is there a danger it's still made <laughs> crossing over too much i'm just wondering well it's still made with the four main ingredients it's just mm -hmm. adding that fifth uh what we call an adjunct we just add that extra um that extra ingredient um so uh, at great lakes brewery we were one of the the leading um breweries in all of canada back in 2006 2007 uh by introducing these really back then bold flavors we came out with beers like orange peel ale pumpkin ale winter ale and green tea ale like now those look beers where we are that was so <laughs> yeah innovative <laughs> so yeah they, those beers yeah. back then were just like mind-blowing oh my gosh you can make like a pumpkin beer by using real pumpkin um from we we get some pumpkin from uh, a farm out near woodstock ontario um and so that's the fifth ingredient that's the adjunct and so we make a golden ale and then we use the pumpkin and some other spices like cinnamon and nutmeg. And then people uh, will be able to taste, a, you know, a pumpkin pie in a glass. Um, and it's, it's uh, Ontario's number one selling pumpkin beer since the, you know, 2000, 2009. And um, uh, we love it. And, but that's where beer came from. And we're just continuously pushing the boundaries. It seems every month, every day, every week, there's there's new innovation coming out from breweries mm -hmm. all across the, I, the I wanna country. Ask, I'm going to ask you before we take a break, too. Has this totally changed people's minds? Because I know in my experience of beer lovers, they have their particular kind and they will travel. No, we can't go to that. We can't go to that LC <laughs> because they don't have the beer that I want. And there's been a tussle between the traditional has has there been a nice marriage here before we go to break? Yeah, I think there has been. And, um, you know, you used to say uh, you would drink the beer that your father drank and your yeah. father drank the beer that your, your grandfather drank. And that that is done. Uh, you don't do that anymore. But gone are the days of heading over to the beer store and picking up a flat of beer every 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 week or every two weeks. Uh, the LCBO has seen tremendous growth in the craft industry, and that is because people like the mix and match um and so instead of drinking that 24 
uh, light lager every week, people are going in and buying 12, uh, and mixing and matching, finding their favorites. And then um, I think what we're seeing now with all these new breweries and all the styles, we're seeing a shift backwards almost, but in a good way to uh, those supporting year-round brands and long-term seasonal brands. Uh, so our Canuck Pale Ale is our flagship beer. It's available across Ontario and LCBOs, beer stores, grocery stores. And we're seeing a real uptick in sales again, going back to brands that people know, especially in this economic climate um, where they're looking for good value, but also very good quality, consistent products made time after time after time. Um, so it's a nice marriage. We're seeing people going with the new stuff, but also really supporting uh, the old guard of uh, traditional beers. Um, which is really great for a brewery like Great Lakes at 36 years old. So, um, uh, but yeah, gone are the days uh, that people are going in and, and buying the two four from the beer store. And, uh, and some are, I know, but when we yeah. see it happen too, I, you kind of look over because it's just so strange now. Everyone I know who's a beer drinker is doing exactly what you say. Those little containers mixing and matching and wanting and getting the flavor they want. We're going to put you on ice. Stay where you are. Troy Birch, Senior Manager of Sales and Business Development for Great Lakes Brewery. We were talking about the new drinking regulations, also business and the economy. We began with that. Let's see how it's affecting that industry and what you can buy and what you want. I'm Arlene Bonin in from Maggie John. This is Toronto This Weekend. It's Sunday. I'm Arlene Bynan. This is Toronto This Weekend. And we're going to return to our conversation we're having with uh, Troy Birch. He's the Senior Manager of Sales and Business Development for Great Lakes Brewery. Troy, we got to bring up the drinking guidelines. And it's yeah. been all, uh, all a buzz. Everyone's still talking about it. It was just such a sea change here. And, you know, there's great economic challenges for all businesses. What were you thinking uh, from a brewer's point of view when you saw and heard those guidelines? Well, I think uh, back in 2011, when the last low-risk drinking guidelines were established, and I believe it was 15 standard drinks or seven standard drinks, it was in and around that number. That was, okay, we can can live with that. Um, Two drinks is... In my opinion, speaking of my personal belief, is a little bit ridiculous. Um, whether it be a glass of wine, a can of beer, um, at the end of the day, it's it's the guidelines were written without a lot of peer review and in consultation with the alcohol industry. Um, so there's not really too much uh, to say on it, other than it's a little it's a little hard to to believe that. Uh, Health Canada thinks that two drinks is is after that you're into the the higher risk um, uh, or moderate risk. Uh, so you know we all like the the interview that fella did in in uh, Hamilton or St. Catharines this past week, which was pretty pretty hilarious. Um, just saying, you know, you know, pop is worse for you than than beer. Um, and so why aren't they telling us that we can only have one pop a week? Uh, I think anyway, they have uh, all the ready, actually. <laughs> yeah, you probably. know, in the UK, as this happened this week in the UK, somebody was really kind of comparing the two and saying, you know, people bring in cakes and sugar, and it's so much part of our life. And you're absolutely right. I mean, sometimes the truth is the truth, and sugar is dangerous as well, though. Can we mm-hmm. take this? And I, I think it's interesting when you said that they didn't consult with the industry. Industry. What could the industry have added here? 
Well, already the industry has made statements and has supported uh, here in Ontario, for example, through the LCBO with the social responsibility, uh, moderate drinking. Um, uh, it's it's a highlight of the Ontario Craft Brewers Association. It's what breweries really get behind. It's um, again, like you said at the start, it, we're not into we're not back in the day where you see the commercials of parties and uh, keggers and all that stuff. We're talking about you know enjoying the beer the way it was meant to be enjoyed in moderation, but to think about the beer. And so, from a craft perspective, we would continue to stand on that foot, saying. Um, adults are responsible and um you know you can't punish the uh, the many for the few um but we already have labeling um requirements we have to state right on the the label how much alcohol is in the, the can or bottle of beer we have to say if it's extra strong or just strong or just regular beer um it has to have the ingredients listed right on um uh the beer can um, and in terms of craft beer, you know, you have your four main ingredients. Any fifth ingredient would be something, like I said, an adjunct like pumpkin spice or um, or uh, uh, chocolate or, or stuff like that. Um, we don't put chemicals in our products. Um, so that, I know that has nothing to do with alcohol, but the labeling requirements are pretty stringent already for, for brewers. And there's already sta- a statement on standard drinks out there where um, – you know, the majority of, of beer is around the 5%. Um, so people know what they're buying when they go in to uh, an LCBO beer store mm-hmm. or a grocery store. And the craft industry would just continue to to push that saying, you know what you're getting. It's listed right there on the, on the, on the, the can or the bottle. And we support moderate drinking, responsible social behaviors with the, when using our products. So uh, let me ask we you, don't, you, know, you said the, you said the five percent. Has the amount of alcohol gone up in beer? Five percent well, is is pretty low, but not all beers. Some of them are climbing high. I know wine has climbed higher and higher. Well, with with certain styles of beer, you might you will get higher percentages. If you're talking about a, a traditional IPA in India Pale Ale, you might see that range in, in between six and seven percent. If uh, there's there's styles out there that are uh, double IPAs or or German Bach beers, which is a, a springtime um, strong lager. Uh, so they, they can range. But again, these these aren't the beers that people are going and, you know, buying 24 of and sitting down and, and drinking them over the, the course of the week. I, I won't say probably some people are, but the majority uh, in, the, in, in Ontario wouldn't be doing that. Um, so yeah, your standard everyday beers are around that five, four, to 5.5 mark on on average Um, and then you start getting into the specialty stuff and the specialty stuff can range in in, uh, ABV across the spectrum but um, again for the most part those are those are beers that you enjoy in the company of others or you're enjoying with food Uh, you go to a bar or restaurant and you're not really seeing those big uh, ABV uh, alcoholic beers Mm -hmm. on on tap because the bar uh, and restaurant uh, owners, managers, they don't want people sitting at their establishments drinking a 10% beer and then wandering outside. So um, it, it, they have their place in the in the industry and in the market, but uh, on the uh, overall, it's it, it's depending on style and and, uh, and seasonality. You know, it's going to be fascinating to see the interpretation of this and 
because we've we've had these messages before, and mm-hmm. I think and I think as you say, they can we can heed them and make our own choices, and that's the part of it. It's great to know the truth because the truth was when we first heard this about smoking. <laughs> I guess decades ago, there was a pushback then, and now we accept it. And alcohol has already got such a big part of our life. It's tied in with joy and toasting to this, that, and the other. Troy, do you think there'll be an adaptation here? I don't. Um, in terms of beer, I don't. Um, we get looped into the whole alcohol industry. So that could be a, you know, a spirit that's coming in at 50% uh, ABV or, or wine um, that climbs up in in terms of alcohol. Um, But I I just, I look at the way how we've come and, and uh, where our industry stands and the communities that we support. And I think we have a lot of support from those communities that are out there saying right now that this is ridiculous and, and, you're you're hearing it from not just the 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 brewers um, or the associations. You're hearing it from um, regular people out on the street saying that this is uh, this is ridiculous. What I would say is these are uh, guidelines. They are not. It's not a law. It's not anything like that. It's recommended no, guidelines. It's just information. Um, yeah, and recommendations. Yes, for people and, to to put in their back pocket and, and keep it there. I mean, so yeah, and um, I guess it's not harmful to be reminded that actions have consequences. But as you say, I mean, it's going to be fascinating to watch this. I have, as I said, the group that I was out with on Friday. And there were, I mean, I'm a journalist, I'm used to hearing the truth. There were people from all, uh, disagreed politically, but everyone agreed that they were having a glass of wine and they or a beer. Everyone did. <laughs> Troy Birch, thank you for joining us. It was nice to have you on this Sunday morning. Here's, oh, thank you so cheers. much, Arlene. All right, mm, cheers. Troy Birch is Senior Manager of Sales and Business Development for Great Lakes Brewery. Sharp wake and we will return. I'm Arlene Bunn, and don't go away. I'm in for Maggie John on this Sunday. This is 640 Toronto.